1: this is 365 sports the smoky.com podcast is presented by peter chevrolet in longview texas texas farm bureau insurance tfnb your bank for life baylor scott and white southwest sports medicine and bubba's 33 it's the second week of the texas
2: high school football state playoffs week number two the area round and It's pretty simple math. You have all of these schools around the state of Texas that play high school football. Then you get a chunk of them take it out that don't make the playoffs. And then it's half of whatever we had last week left this week, and we cut it in half over the next, what, five more weeks to go, five more weeks in in the last week, of course, the week of the state championship games at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. I'm David Smoke, Garrett Ross, and this is the Smokey.com statewide high school football podcast. We will hear from Brett Snippen, the head coach at Belton High School, and also a young man I covered back when he played at what was then John Tyler High School, played at Tulane and Baylor, William Blaylock, who's done a great job with uh, what he's done at Estacado up in Lubbock. Best wins last week. There's a handful of them. Uh, one of them was, and this was Allen and Louisville, uh, 18 to 17. The Eagles find a way to win. They're not who they've been. We know that but it was a nice win to open up the playoffs. Also, how about Lake Travis with all of their history and all their lineage, but Westlake has run that area. But um, they're still good. And Vandegrift has all of a sudden kind of run that area. And, of course, last year played DeSoto in the 6A Division II state championship. I've seen Vandegrift up close and personal the last couple of years with Coach Sanders does a great job there, but Lake Travis got them. Slowed down that high octane offense 13 to 10. What a great win for Lake Travis. This one here was not because Cedar Hill won, but man, 62 to nothing over Weiss High School, who in their last couple of weeks of the season, they lost in their ninth game. Midway beat them up, and they had been undefeated. And then they won their last game against Hutto and then lost to um, Cedar Hill. 62 20 uh, 62 nothing. Duncanville, DeSoto, and Cedar Hill obliterated the three schools they played in the opening round. That's that district from 11, 6A in the south part of Dallas. Those teams are good. Cedar Hill has really kind of grown up in the last month. Uh, the one game out of those two districts was the game I broadcast with uh, Midway and Waxahatchee, Waxahatchee with a win, and 20 to 19 Midway had a field or an extra point. A snap or a hold, it might have been both. It was blocked. It was probably going to be blocked anyway because it got blocked again later in the game. A one-point win, nice win for Coach Tolleson. And the Indians move on, but they have Rockwall next. Midway finishes 5-6. and six. But again, uh, I've done these games now for, what, 40-something years, play-by-play play since 1990. And even though the record 5-6, and six, it was one of my, my, as far as memories of watching a team grow up, and find a way and learn how to win again. And, and it was just a great story, even though they, their season is over. Denton Ryan beat Lake Belton 38-13. I was on the phone with Brian Cope, head coach at Lake Belton, a minute ago. Yeah, they lose uh, Selman Bridges. They lose Micah Hudson and others. They have eight offensive starters back next year, four of their five offensive linemen back, and they've got a few players that are still getting a lot of attention, one that's about to be a junior that everybody knows about, already with offers from Texas Tech, Baylor, and a few others. How about Coppell? They're unbeaten. They were favored to beat Geyer. Not many people are, but they did 35 21. Melissa 49, White House, who's sneaky good out of just outside of Tyler Whitehouse, uh, losing Melissa 49 21. Melissa now has South Oak Cliff. Ought to be one heck of a game. South Oak Cliff, the two-time defending 5A division, uh, what was it, division uh, two state champions. Also, Winsboro. We had Josh Finney on last week. They beat Atlanta 30 to 14. If they played, if your team or any team played on Thursday night in a lot of places around East Texas, torrential downpour. Winsboro struggled but eventually beat Atlanta 30 to 14. And I'm sure that rain did not help the speed of Atlanta, and as Josh Finney told me, we survived, and they did. Also, Academy, what a nice run for Mark Mullins and what Academy's done. Beat Hitchcock 42-36. Casey Mirage, the quarterback, is having such a great career. And then this one, Axta was undefeated in 2A. Valley Mills, Bob Featherston, 29-18 they get a win against previously unbeaten Riesel. Here are the players of the week in the first week of the Texas high school football playoffs, both in East and Central Texas. There is the man, the alpha, Terry Bussey, who uh, in his Twitter feed, when the Jimbo Fisher news that he was fired came down, he put up that look, that emoji like, huh, you wonder if that affects what he's going to do. A great game, as always, against Corrigan Camden, Ripken, Birdwell – 92 points for hooks, 9257. A lot of times people see scores and they see 75, 80, 85. Like, oh my God, they're running up the score. They only won by 35. Now they won by 35, but 9257 hooks with a win against Edgewood and Birdwell with a great game. Five touchdown passes also ran for a couple of scores. Harris Bethea. From Cattle Mills, how about this game? 18 tackles, three tackles behind the lineup scrimmage, plus a couple of sacks, quarterback pressures, and a win against Farmersville. And Willie Nelson, a great player at Longview. The Lobos beat New Caney, Porter, and uh, Willie Nelson. Three tackles, two tackles for a loss. Had a pass deflected. Also intercepted a pass for a touchdown and ran a punt back for a touchdown for the Lobos. In Central Texas, uh, Meadows... What a nice game for him. Young man from a and consolidated, 15 tackles, three behind the line of scrimmage. He had a rushing touchdown. He had a fumble return for a touchdown. He had a punt return for a touchdown and caught a pass for 33 yards in a win against Wagner. Buck Powell from Heiko, nice to hear from them. 278 yards rushing, five scores. Also did a lot, as you can tell, on defense against Maud. Amos Phillips, Gatesville, nice to see them. Uh, it's the uh, first playoff victory for them in eight years. The Hornets with Phillips having 27 tackles. A lot of those assisted, but 20, 14 solo, 13 assists. What a great game for Amos. Also, we had a couple of touchdown catches in that win against Gonzalez. And Payon, he's on, he's been on here a couple, two or three times. Madisonville, always with great special teams. Seven of eight field goals, okay, but he had four touchbacks in the win against LaGrange. A note or two elsewhere about the first week, the by district week, congratulations to Richard Bishop and Westwood out of Palestine. Um, KB on Bryant, their quarterback, had a big game. It was their, They beat East Chambers 35-14. to 14, Westwood's second playoff victory in school history. You know, we take these teams that just make these runs every year over and over and over, the craziness of what Alito does or Carthage does, or I mentioned Lake Travis, they had won five in a row and they're still pretty good, or what Westlake's done. And name Duncanville, DeSoto, Southlake Carroll, you know, North Shore, could go on and on, Katy. But just their second playoff victory ever in school history and also have tied for the most wins in a single season as they move into the second round. And I mentioned that Gatesville snapping that stretch. They had not won a playoff game in eight years. When we come back, Belton still alive, 9-2. and two. Head coach Brett Sniffen will join us. That area has really kind of become very competitive, always has. Belton, Temple, always a great rivalry. But when Lake Belton opened, Man, uh, both Belton and Temple affected by that because you have to be, because they have to open up a new school. So, zoning or districting, whatever residency. Uh, but they're 9 and 2, and there's a great story about their quarterback, Reese Rumfeld, who was at Temple. His dad was once a quarterback at Belton. I think his uncle was a quarterback at Belton. We'll talk to uh, Brett Sniffman about uh, what the nice run the Tigers have made. And then we go back to a young man named William Blaylock. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, He uh, is a young man I covered uh, at John Tyler High School back when Allen Wilson and the Lions ran that that wing tee and just hit you in the mouth. Uh, He'll join us from Estacado High School out of Lubbock. This is the Statewide High School Football Podcast and 365 Sports.
3: Peters Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Fiat in Longview has the largest new Jeep selection in East Texas, like the Jeep Wrangler 4XE, with fuel economy of 49 miles per gallon and 375 horsepower. Get $1,500 off MSRP for a new Jeep Wrangler or 15% off MSRP on a new Jeep Gladiator Sport. And shop new Wrangler, Gladiator, and the Jeep Grand Cherokee during the Jeep Black Friday sales event. And check out the only exclusive Jeep showroom in East
4: Texas at Peters Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Fiat. Online at PetersChryslerJeep.net. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations.
0: Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by
5: situation.
0: Baylor Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specializing in diagnosing and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over two decades of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 on Saturday morning for a post-game injury evaluation clinic. Baylor Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics. We get you back in the game this is
1: 365 sports the smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter chevrolet in longview texas texas farm bureau insurance tfnb your bank for life baylor scott and white southwest sports medicine and bubba's 33
2: Belton football coach Brett Sniffin with us on the statewide high school football podcast. Tigers 10-1 and 1 after the win against Travis and Randall coming up. Are going to be a handful for both teams, and they'll play that at Brenham. Now, Brett, thanks for your time. You have been there and have built what you have. And, of course, there's a lot of schools in the opening of Lake Belton, how that affected residencies and district and all that. But you have stayed the course, and you guys are good. What has been the key to this season?
7: Um, You know, just our kids, Um, you know, they bought into what we preach and what we do and in our philosophy. And, you know, we just, you know, I I hate to use the word culture, but, uh, you know, our kids just they they play as a family. They play for each other. Um, Nobody's bigger than than the team. Uh, And we just continue to preach that. And then we on the field, we preach one play at a time. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. uh, Next play mentality. And it's just kind of been paying off for us.
2: Your first four games were a one-score win. How much did you learn about <laughs> winning the tight games, and how much did that help you build into what you had during the district?
7: Yeah, I mean, uh, our non-district took a lot out of us, uh, to be honest with you. It was <laughs> a lot of stressful games, and, and uh, you know, we played um, good competition for us, and, and, uh, and it just showed the character of the kids we have, and, and we hope that carries us on now in the playoffs as we get deeper into it. And when we get to those tight games that our kids know how to perform and, and know how to make plays at the end to get W's.
2: You, uh, you went to high school and college in Iowa, and I probably have asked you this before over the years, but tell me about your journey to get into high school coaching in the, in, in the state of Texas.
7: Uh, well, basically I was working uh, coaching at a school near my hometown. and I just wanted a different scenery. So I went to a teacher fair at, uh, at, uh, the local college where I graduated. And, um, uh, basically, I was planning on going to the Phoenix area in Arizona with my friend, and, and uh, but the lines were too long. So I ended up going to the Texas schools where I had short lines, and I ended up in uh, Lamar Consolidated uh, down in Rosenberg. And, and that's pretty much how I got here. And then, you know, when I got here, they told me if you're above the Red River, you're going to have to work your way back up. So that's what I did. And I coached my way back up through the ranks and ended up where I'm at now.
2: It, does it, it? I'm not saying that a coach in Florida, because that's a great state for football—Louisiana, Georgia, California, Ohio, Pennsylvania, everywhere. But is it, uh, it? Does it feel even better if you're successful in high school coaching in Texas?
1: Well,
7: it, it does to me. Um, I, mean, I can't speak for everybody, but yeah, it does to me. And, and you know, Iowa has pretty good high school football. Sure. And you know, you got you got two colleges there, Iowa and Iowa State, that rely heavily on Iowa kids. Uh, and they 're both fairly successful
1: uh they 're not
7: flashy, but they 're successful uh, so you know we we do we did some good things up there, but yeah, you know this i don 't care what state you 're in the Pinnacle high school football is texas uh, it 's not a game it 's an event uh, and so to be successful here uh, it definitely uh, feels good yeah
2: so the, there have been changes the opening of Lake belton it was belton it was temple and and it was kind of a turf war, uh, and we know the history of both schools, but how much and how difficult or what has it been like now with the opening of Lake Belton? I was over on that campus the other day. I was watching a volleyball match. And, of course, it's a beautiful place. And Belton uh, has its great amenities, too. Uh, the, the, the field house you have, the weight room you have is insane. And the view of the offices uh, overlooking Tiger Stadium. How much has, has that been kind of not traumatic, but how much has that kind of changed things?
7: Um, the opening of Lake Belton, uh, it, it hurt our sub varsities, um, early. We're starting to rebound from that now, uh, with our numbers, uh, but to be quite honest with you. I think it probably hurt the, uh, that other school that you mentioned, uh, more than it hurt us, um, with the opening of Lake, uh, you know, we, we, we pretty much have the town of Belton to ourselves. Uh, and then the, the other side of the river there is, is, is temple addresses. Uh, and so I think, you know, those kids on that side. Go there, but our, our kids, you know, we have, um, most of our kids have Belt and addresses, and that's kind of the, the city we play for, and it's a little bit more, you know, working class mentality here, and, and, and we kind of try to embrace that, and our kids have, have done that, and, and, you know, playing at the, the division we're at, because it's the number of kids we have in our school, it's,
2: it's helped make us successful. You know, you, you mentioned, and I have to follow up, you said that other school. I mean, is, is that like a when you don't mention? You did eventually the, the school district, but is that like Auburn, Alabama, Army, Navy, that kind of thing?
7: <laughs> I, I didn't mean I didn't, I didn't mean any disrespect with that. I no,
2: I just kidding. Now, well, they they had man, they have dropped off quite a bit, and I, and that's what I had heard that that was probably an area where they were able to feed off of quite a bit, and we know how much of what Lake Belton has with players headed to college. So, great story, tough story initially. Ty Brown, who I got to watch and did the broadcast for Midway, leaves your school. Um, and ends up at Midway, and I remember talking to you during that time, and obviously that was difficult, but then you end up with Reese Rumfeld, who comes in from Temple, and there's a lineage there, and while I was writing, I have a high school website putting a couple of numbers in and putting Reese's numbers in, and then I went, wait, you have Brock Rumfeld, uh, excuse me, you have uh, Toby, and then also Brock. Which one was his father, and was the other one, his uncle, that played back at Belton?
7: Yeah, Toby's his uncle and uh, Brock's his father and Brock coaches for us as well.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. So what was that like, the reunion there?
7: Uh, I think it was like a coming home type thing. You know, they they lived in Belton, um, not really far from the school. And, you know, his dad was coaching in Temple, so he was transferred there. And then, you know, I had some coaching openings and there through the grapevine that he wanted a job. So, you know, good coach. Uh, So that was an easy, easy call for me. Uh, and then, you know, Reese comes over with him, um, and it's, like I said, like a coming home, you know, it's a family name that's uh synonymous with Belton and success in and, and baseball and football uh, throughout the years, and so it's just kind of a neat deal that, that he gets to do it in Tiger Field, just like his, his dad did, and and have success here just like his dad
2: and his uncle did. Give me a couple of uh, characteristics of uh, of Reese and and the kind of not only just football player, but when you do that, I was a military kid. So I went to three high schools in four years because the government would tell my father, this is where you're going, or schools would consolidate in Japan during the times following Vietnam uh, in the 70s. What that's not easy to do, but again, I, that also because of athletics, it's easier. Plus, you like you said, they're, they, the, the name is well known. How did he handle that, Reese, and also the kind of person that he is and the characteristics of him?
7: Well, you know, his, his dad had, had traveled, you know, and, and with his family's uh, work, um, with his mom's work as well. So he, he'd been in a number of schools from middle school uh, to high school as well. So it's similar to a military kid, and we are a military community as well. So kids moving in and out is not an unusual thing here. Uh, So with his personality, and he's the kind of kid that treats a freshman B-team kid the exact same as he treats another varsity player, Uh, it was easy for him to get along with kids right away with his personality. And and plus, you know, already living in the area, you know, when you're in these schools that are close together, uh, nowadays kids know each other. It's not like they're all separated by their school uh, and their small town. They all know each other to begin with. So there was a familiarity with him. And when he came in and all the kids knew what he could do, (laughs) you know, they they, they took to him pretty easy.
2: So he wins a district title. His father won a district title. uh, And and you won the district title. And and again, now 5A Division II. uh, When you look at your career and you see what you've done and where Belton is, and Randall's next, and obviously I know that's going to be a handful for both of you. Uh, do you feel like you're not in cruise control, but you have what you need and where you are as a program? And you mentioned that culture.
7: Yeah. I mean, we we would all like uh, an extra athlete or an extra lineman here or there. There's no doubt about that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel uh, that we have everything we need here to be successful and our middle schools are are doing fantastic right now, uh, competing and and, and winning district titles down there as well. Um, And then, you know, our, our, Freshman went eight and two and could have easily been ten and zero without a couple mistakes there, um, and so our 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 successes is, is through the pipeline, all the way up and down, uh, so we feel like it's just plug and play now, you know we'll have a big senior class leave and we'll plug them in with some new kids and, and hopefully we we'll continue to do what we're doing, so um you know I think everything's set I don't know about cruise control we still work pretty hard at what we're doing. Uh, but uh you know we're not wanting for anything that's for sure
2: so do you uh the the realignment will you remain in Five a or will it be Division one or Division two in your opinion?
7: Uh, we should be d two um from for foreseeable for the future.
2: you mentioned to me that one of the most proud parts of what you guys have done is win and protect your home turf at Tiger uh, field and, and what you do there. And I, again, I've mentioned the facilities when I was doing midway football and Belton was in the same district, just an incredible field house. And what has been done there, um, how important, and and it's kind of a mantra or mission statement. you always want to win, but to protect your home turf, how important has that been?
7: Uh, it's pretty important. And it's important to our community as well. Um, we have a a Belton huddle club of some, some old timers that played in the late sixties, early seventies. And, uh, and uh, we meet with them and they talk to the kids. And, and that's one of the things they talked about is defending home turf. And I think it really resonated uh, with our kids. And I think we're at 13 in a row now. Uh, so we take a lot of pride in how we play here at Tiger Field. Not that we, <laughs> we want to have, you know, do the same success on the road as well. Uh, but we want people to know when they come here, it's going to be a tough place to win. Uh, and, and we've set that mentality and, and it's working so far.
2: Now, uh, you mentioned this to me. I asked about a, in a human interest. I send out that link that coaches get during the late spring, early summer, um, that you have a junior varsity player who has one leg. Uh, can you tell that story for us, please?
7: Yeah, um, Severin, uh, he's a, a JV lineman. He's actually dressing for us on uh, varsity in the playoffs. Uh, he has an artificial leg uh, from the knee down uh he's just and and there's nobody talks about it nobody points it out uh it's not a uh it doesn't handicap him in any way um he just continues to work and grind and and uh and you know as a lineman uh to to use his feet to to move and, and to get under people and block them uh you know it's just a great story um you know, and he doesn't draw attention to himself. It's just, it's just like he's just one of us. He's been around long enough. And we've known him since we got here. And he just continues to work hard and grind. And, and he's just a tremendous kid.
2: Brett, last thing. Uh, Randall coming up, 10-1, uh, a good football team. You're there for a reason, too. Your thoughts about, besides the obvious, you can't turn the ball over, et cetera, uh, what do you <laughs> have to do? And, and what do they do that maybe makes you not nervous, but you, you know what they can do?
7: Well, I mean, they're a Houston area team, so they're going to bring some speed that we're not used to here in Centex um, that we don't see every day. Uh, so, you know, maybe there's one or two guys on a team around here, but they're they're team full of it. So we have to neutralize their speed. Um, we like to say we want to, you know, punch them in the mouth early uh, to see if we can neutralize it. And and, uh, and offensively, we just we got to take what they give us. We'll, we'll, we'll have our game plan going in. We'll adjust as the game goes on. Uh, and we got to make first downs and continue to control the ball and and uh, find the end zone. And, and obviously the, the third game, is our special teams have been spot on all year. Uh, we got to make sure that we're successful in special teams as well.
2: Uh, all the years you've coached. I know last year when you beat University on that last second field goal, that was a big deal to win the district title. What is the moment that stands out to you the most in all the years you've been coaching?
7: Can I give you two?
2: Yeah, sure you can. <laughs>
7: Uh, well, one, we um, when I was at Ridgepoint, we won the regional championship uh, over Angleton um, to go to the state semifinals. Uh, we won that in overtime, and that was a, a pretty sweet deal. We we scored, and then we stopped them. Uh, and That was uh, an a awesome feat, especially for a school that was fairly young in our infancy. Um, but uh, the game that still I close my eyes and, and <laughs> think about probably two, three times a week is when Temple beat us. Um, we were ranked number two in state, and, and they went to the state championship game, lost to Alito. but uh, you know, I, I think about a play, that uh, the game was tied in the fourth quarter, and um, you know, we called a five-step pass, and uh, in my mind, I wanted to run the, the tailback screen, because I figured they would blitz, and, and if we, I, I still go back, if we had ran that tailback screen, I think we would have won that game, and went on to play Alito, but... Uh, uh, so, I, I have the more regret about that than, than anything I've ever coached. <laughs> That's my memory that sticks out the most. But Every- uh, I wanted to put a positive one in there as well.
2: <laughs> no, I'm glad you did, and thank you for the time. Every coach I ever talked to, whether it's a college coach now or even a high school coach, whatever, it's always it's not so much maybe you played or won a state title, which is great, or that when you had, as you mentioned at Ridge Point, it's the loss that sometimes people remember the most because of the competitive. Uh, instincts and in your blood. Thank you, Brett. Appreciate your time. Good luck against Randall, and we appreciate what you do at Belton.
7: Yeah, right, man. Thank you.
2: Brett Sniffen, head coach at Belton High School, 365 Sports, and the statewide high school football podcast.
3: Peter's Ram in Longview is the number one Ram truck dealer in East Texas. Don't miss the biggest deal in Texas the Ram half ton Lone Star, 2.9% for 72 months or 10% off MSRP ram heavy-duty trucks the largest selection this year and ram commercial and fleet units are in stock and ready to go to work the largest selection of new ram vehicles at peter's ram during the black friday sales event online at PetersChryslerJeep.net. Time to get
2: it
4: on. in texas there's pea Size hail and baseball Size hail guess which one hit our house. We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County
0: locations. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. baylor scott and white southwest sports medicine and orthopedics the team physicians for baylor athletic specializing in diagnosing and treatment of any and all sport related injuries celebrating over two decades of service to central texas they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle trust the doctors that baylor trust and when injuries sideline you don't wait for monday join us at 8 30 on saturday morning for a post-game injury evaluation clinic baylor scott and white southwest sports medicine orthopedics we get you back
1: in the game this is 365 sports the smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter chevrolet in longview texas texas farm bureau insurance tfnb your bank for life baylor scott and white southwest sports medicine and bubba's 33
2: William Blaylock, he was a, a, an unbelievable. The high school all-American type lineman at the Great John Tyler team, Alvin Wilson, they ran that wing T. He was right in the middle of it. Some great memories. I covered William throughout his entire high school career. He went on to play at Tulane, he played at Baylor, uh, and also has been in the coaching business. Coached his alma mater for a while and now the head coach at Estacado in Lubbock. Man, I just like to see your face. You had been waiting You and I have traded text over and over, and you've been coaching, but, man, you wanted that opportunity to lead your own program. What's it been like to be able to do that now?
8: I mean, it's a dream come true. You know, my grandma used to tell me, be careful what you pray for because, you know, one day God's going to give it to you. And so I hit the ground running. It just slowed down probably right before the season this year. That first year was crazy.
2: Yeah, and, and once you get it, like you, she said, once you get it, do you realize and now appreciate Alan Wilson and other coaches that you played for or coached with now more than ever?
8: Oh, yeah, and I, I still – I talked to Coach Wilson last week. You know, I still have a lot of questions. You, you never know all of what it takes to be a head coach until you're doing it. You know, you, you can interview, you can do all that, but until you're in the seat and you have to deal with everything from every direction, you'll never understand it. What is the biggest challenge of that? Uh, managing people and, and meaning adults, you know, I'm in charge of 34 coaches at one of the junior high and high school, and dealing with you know kids that play multiple sports and, and keeping the adults on the same page is actually a lot harder than keeping the kids. All right, there's a picture behind you that, uh,
2: is that was that one of your children that that drew that that crayon picture behind you?
8: No, that uh, that was actually one of our uh, special needs kids who's a great kid. Wow, and, and he he comes, he's a ball boy. And he came up to me one day. He said, Coach, I drew you a picture. And he handed it to me. I got a little emotional. He's awesome. He's a freshman. That's awesome. And he drew me a picture, so I told him I put it up in my office. All
2: right. So I mentioned this earlier. You were a a great high school football player, and you played at the high level in college. Uh, Do you remember David Clappett and and what – we mentioned Alan Wilson. He won state titles at Paris. John Tyler played for another one against Katie uh, that didn't go as well in the Astrodome, but – how much did David Clapp, the offensive line coach, uh, who, by the way, now weighs only 175 pounds, he's taken weight off, shredded it off, looks great. How much did he mean to you?
8: Man, Coach Clapp was everything, man. You know, he, my freshman year, you know, he, he was hard on me. I, I got to play with the varsity as a freshman. And you know, he, he stayed on my butt off season, everything. And, and he was kind of like, if you, can, if you can't handle me coaching you, how are you going to handle life? And it took me being an adult to understand it. But, you know, Cloud was probably the best O-line coach I ever had, you know, with exception of maybe Guy Morris, Guy rest his soul. Coach Clapp was just fun, fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. You know, o lineman got to be tough. You got to play when you're hurt. And I, all that stuff he instilled in us then, I still preach it now. But Clapp was one of a kind, man. The, the other positions were terrified of Coach Clapp. Uh, yeah, but, I know. But you, And you guys would wear
2: people down. That wing tee. And there were some big dudes around the line, including you. What was it like when you took it off? Op- uh, when you knew you took the defensive line's soul, because you wore them down and just pounded them with like eighteen different running backs every game.
8: It was just the the mentality, you know. Now being older, I still talk to guys that played at Longview, that played at Lee, that played at Marshall, and the stories they have about us are hilarious. They they thought we were like gladiators. There's stories of us lifting weights on game day and the stuff Wilson would put us through. So the fact that they thought that about us yep. now, you know, we had the, we had the edge walking into the stadium. All right. So
2: when was the last time you talked to, you said last, you talked to Alan last week. When was the last time you visited with David Clapp?
8: It's been a while since i talked to coach Clapp. Uh, we've text, um, you know, when I got this job, he sent me congratulations, but I haven't had a chance to speak with him in a while.
2: All right. So I'm going to put you off to the side and we're going to mute your audio. Uh, well, you can, or you can laugh along the way. I spoke with him earlier today. This is like four minutes or so of David Clapp on Estacado and former John Tyler, great William Blaylock. Here it is. Longtime high school football coach and a great friend and uh, a great coach at John Tyler High School who knew and knows William Blaylock, who's now the head coach at Lubbock Estacado. When I mention William Blaylock, what's the first thing you think about?
9: Well, good morning, David. How are you? Uh, i tell you what comes to mind. Uh, two things, uh, a coach on the field and, uh, a leader, uh, somebody that's highly, highly, you know, trustworthy. You could pitch him the keys to your house and he could babysit the house and, uh, it would probably be a whole lot better when you came back and found it. But, uh, uh, just a great, a great kid from a great family. Uh, his mother, uh, excellent parent, and uh, all you had to do was just point William to the bus, make sure he got on because uh, he was our leader, and uh, such a great, great person.
2: He he uh, played at Tulane, played at Baylor, and I know that the, he had kind of this long and winding road in coaching. He even came back to his alma mater and coached at JT, uh, and now has the opportunity. and As a nine and two team, and has done well in his second year at Estacado. You mentioned he was a coach on the field, so is that a surprise to you that he's having success as now a head coach?
9: No, David. Uh, you could tell William uh, as a coach, Smokey. You can look in a kiddo's eyes and, and he had those eyes, you know, uh, that, uh, just coach, let me, you know, just tell me what you want me to do. And I'm going to do it. And, uh, it does not surprise me at all. Uh, he was a, a center. We put our best lineman center, you know, because of calling the defenses in the different blocks mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other and kind of being a traffic cop. And, he was a coach on the field, so it it, it doesn't, I, I followed William all the way through, saw his college games, and he was the same in college as he was in high school. And uh, I knew, I knew that he was going to be an a excellent football coach because, uh, you know, everybody respected William, and he's just one of those kids that, would be a great son or
2: whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Now he's a grown man, and I hope I hope he has a lot of success out there. If you don't mind, David Clapp again with us on William Blaylock, head coach at Estacado out of Lubbock, and. David Clapp, uh, there was a time in Tyler Independent School District where there were two of the best offensive line coaches ever in what uh, (laughs) Coach Fleet did at uh, both John Tyler and also Lee and then what you did, too, and a great rivalry along the way. William is listening to you. This is going to be recorded, you and me, but he doesn't know I'm talking to you. Tell, (laughs) Tell him a couple of things if you don't mind.
9: Uh, William, I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm so very, very proud of you. If you remember back uh, in college, uh, I told you, I said, you know, you're going to be a success, then don't settle. Uh, You know, they call it don't settle for anything less than a state championship and you go in there and get those kids to believe in. And if you work hard and show them that you care, they're gonna care right back, and they're gonna work hard and just remember what you did in high school and impart that to them but so proud of you, william and uh I'm following you, I'm keeping my eye on you <laughs> so uh get after it and and don't uh always always, always
2: remember there's a reason why they put a scoreboard up. <laughs> David, you have the same great sense of humor. Love you to death. It's great to hear your voice. Thanks for sharing some great memories and also your thoughts on William Blaylock, the head coach at Lubbock Estacado. Have a great time on the golf course today.
9: Uh, David, let me tell you one quick thing. I'm going to tell it like it ought to be. We appreciate what you did for high school football in our area, not just in our area, but in the state. We need more guys like you. Coach Wilson and I didn't talk to many sports uh, reporters and commentators but you are the number one guy for us so i just want to pass that on and, and you're doing a great job and we
2: really really love you love you too buddy god it's great to hear from you david clapp on estacado head coach and former john tyler all american and william blaylock on 365 sports and statewide high school podcast all right so william rejoins us man that's the voice blast from the past and he uh he sure does think a lot of you and he should
8: Man, that, it almost got me a little emotional over here. I haven't heard Coach's voice in a while. I mean, I love Coach Cloud. As hard as he would. on us, he, he had us believing we could block anybody at any time. And we still have that mentality. It's amazing. William, you, you guys uh, are in the playoffs. This canyon is next, and you've, you've
2: done a nice job there. And you had mentioned that, you know, Lubbock ISD, the schools have struggled, but you guys have been able to, to piece together back-to-back years in the postseason. Um, What about this particular team? You're playing really good defense, allowing about 16 points a game. You're scoring a bunch. What about this team that uh, has made it special for you?
8: Man, it's our senior class. Uh, There's 22 of them. They've played since Little League together. And there's the leadership growing up from last year. You know, they bought in as juniors with a coach they didn't know, wasn't from here. And just watching the growth and how they police the team and how they – they're just leading these younger guys to the point where coaches don't have to say much about discipline or who's acting up in practice. The kids are handling it. And when the the kids police themselves, you got a good shot.
2: Well, and they do believe, I know you had the loss to Brownwood. We know how good they are and their history too. And West Plains got you and they're still alive. But uh, your thoughts about the game with Canyon, what must you do besides obviously uh, again, I, I say this to every coach: you can't turn the ball over. All of that. What are a couple of keys to this game?
8: Um, we got to stop their running attack. You know they're a real run-heavy team. Give you a lot of formations, a lot of weird looks. Um, they want to eat it up the clocks. So we got to, of course, force turnovers, which our defense has been doing a great job of. And then offensively, we got to stay true to who we are. You know we're going to run the football. I think we're averaging about three thirty a game rushing, and then we throw it when we need to. And we got to stay in front of the chains, and then maximize every opportunity because they're going to hold the ball.
2: You run the ball. What kind of offense do you run? It, it, is it what I think it might be, or not?
8: <laughs> no, nah, it's it definitely a. Although yeah. I, I have thought about putting some of that in. Um, now, we, I mean, we're spread it out, but we might get in three. I have three Division One running backs, so we got to get them all the ball, and they're, they're all of them have a different skill set. So we try to figure out different ways to get them the ball and give you different looks, but, I mean, they're going to all touch the football, and then we have guys outside that can stretch the field. Yeah, you had three really good running backs,
2: obviously, as you mentioned, playing college football soon. Remember when you did block, and it looked like at times John Tyler would just rotate? I mean, literally, I think one game, 20-something different guys handled the ball. And what was that like, blocking for such great speed? And there was also the power that came
8: with it, too. Honestly, as as O-lineman, sometimes we never knew who was behind us in the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> they really rotate so much. My, my job was to block back or do whatever Coach Clapp asked me to do. And sometimes somebody would score, and we'd look up and be like, oh, Ralph Carway's in the game. We yeah. didn't even know he was in the game. Yep. We thought it was somebody else. <laughs> and they flipped out at defensive back,
2: running back. They came from all sorts of different directions. Last year, you did get to the second round and Randall got you. You're in the second round. You, was that one of the motivations to try to get that one more week further? Was that something that was mentioned much during the offseason in conditioning?
8: Yeah, we, we talked about, you know, Estacado has a rich history uh with Lewis Kelly, who was here for uh 20 plus years and they went to the state championship game, went to the semifinals, but Estacado hadn't been past, hadn't been to the third round since 2019. And our seniors want to leave their mark and they want to be mentioned with the good team that will come through here. So I told them, like Coach Wilson taught us, if you can practice on Turkey Day, that means you're having a good season. So that's been one of their goals is to practice on Thanksgiving.
2: You and I have traded a lot of text over the years, and it's great to see your face, by the way, and happy for you. But you you were kind of getting annoyed, a little bit frustrated. You know, Were you going to get that opportunity? Uh, and then you mentioned what your grandmother said, be careful what you wish for. Is it just finally, my God, I'm getting an opportunity to do what I want to do, not just be a coach, but be a head coach?
8: Now you know, of course, before you get to be a head coach, you always want to, you know, and you try and you interview. And now that I'm here, I'm realizing there were some things I needed to go through as a coach to get me ready for this position. It was some things I needed to learn that maybe I didn't know in 2016 or 2017 when I thought I probably should have been a head coach. And I had to grow up and then professionally and personally. Now that I'm here, I understand why God made me wait till now to do it because I had to be ready for it.
2: How much has the city and how much has the school district embraced what you do? Because I know that's probably been easy to do.
8: I oh, mean, they're awesome. I mean, the East Side again, in Lubbock, has a lot of pride, a lot of tradition, from Lubbock-Dunbar to Estacado. And then even our AD, Coach Meeks, who watched Allen Wilson when he was a kid. Yep. So he knew about Allen Wilson and then Coach Meeks, obviously, coached in Midland League when they won championships. So they're behind me, you know, they know I'm a, little, I'm a little different, you know, I'm a little quirky. I'm just a big country guy that loves to have fun and get our kids together, but our kids are playing hard and doing a lot of positive things in the community, and so they really support me and allow me to be me. You played at Tulane, and how proud are you. I know you were at Baylor, too,
2: and we'll get to that. When you played at Tulane, Willie Fritz has got them going really well, beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. How proud are you that you were a piece of that history, too?
8: I oh, mean, I still have my Hawaii bowl ring from 2002, man. Tulane gave me a shot out of high school when a lot of schools wouldn't. And so I it always have a special place in my heart. I love going to New Orleans when I get a chance to, because I love the food and oh, yeah. the culture. But it, I wish we'd have had that stadium on campus. That thing is beautiful. I went down there. It is amazing what they've done. All right. though you say New Orleans and food, which is, all, I
2: mean, to me, that's one reason just to do that alone. What, would it okay. <laughs> What, uh, is it oysters on the half shell, jambalaya, etouffee? What would be your go-to meal if you could?
8: Man, okay, I would go, I'm going to break it down. I would go oysters for an appetizer. Right. Um, Then I'd have to go uh, a bowl of gumbo, uh, seafood. Oh, God. I love red beans and rice. I, I love with the andouille sausage. Oh, yeah. Some red beans and rice. And then you got to have a beignet for dessert. You got to have a beignet from Cafe Du Monde for
5: dessert.
2: Man, I we've gone down there for bowl games, Sugar Bowl, uh, down there for uh, for uh, the Super Bowl, and it's just woo. I mean, it it is it's special, no question, nothing like it. And you you named off a bunch of of the reasons to be there too. All right, Baylor, you were there. You mentioned Guy Morris. He of course passed away. It hasn't been all that long ago. An incredible man that really kind of was building it right before Coach Bryles showed up and took it to another level. Did you see the possibility of what Baylor could be, even though this year they're very much very down? And they've been through a lot, but did you see that building at all?
8: Yeah, I mean, the, the guys that were underclassmen when I got there as a junior, they were super talented. A lot of them that Coach Morris brought in came from winning programs, so they knew how to win. It just had to come all together. Like, I actually remember the, the plans for the indoor and all that. Coach Morris had them when I got there in 04 and 05. So the, the thought process and, and was already there. And then it just took, you know, Coach Brow to take it to a whole new stratosphere that, that Baylor hadn't been in since Coach Staff was there. But so the, the, definitely the potential is there. They're kind of down this year. But you know, Coach Aranda's a great guy. I know some other guys on that staff. You know, hopefully they get it turned around. William, I'm proud of you. And I consider you a great
2: friend, even though our ages are much different. We've stayed in touch, as I've mentioned. Good luck against Canyon. Uh, I want to just like reach over, give you a big hug because I, I'm so proud of your patience, your resiliency, and the fact you have an opportunity and take advantage
8: of it, okay? Okay, thank you. I appreciate it, man. For all over the years, man, you've always stood behind me, and, and I really, really appreciate that.
2: William Blaylock, the head coach at Estacado, they have Canyon 9 and 2 on the year and in the playoffs again for the second straight year. He was a tremendous hammer for that offense the wing T that they ran at John Tyler. I'm David Smoke, William Blaylock 365 Sports, the high school statewide podcast continues in a moment. Peter's
3: Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Fiat in Longview has the largest new Jeep selection in East Texas, like the Jeep Wrangler 4XE, with fuel economy of 49 miles per gallon and 375 horsepower. Get $1,500 off MSRP for a new Jeep Wrangler or 15% off MSRP on a new Jeep Gladiator Sport. And shop new Wrangler, Gladiator, and the Jeep Grand Cherokee during the Jeep Black Friday sales event. And check out the only exclusive Jeep showroom in East Texas at Peter's
4: Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Fiat.
3: Online at peterschryslerjeep.net.
4: In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations.
0: Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Baylor Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics the team physicians for Baylor Athletics specializing in diagnosing and treatment of any and all sport related injuries celebrating over two decades of service to Central Texas they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle trust the doctors that Baylor trusts and when injuries sideline you don't wait for Monday join us at 830 on Saturday morning for a post game injury evaluation clinic Baylor Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics we get you back in the game this is 365
1: sports the smoky.com podcast is presented by Peter chevrolet in longview texas texas farm bureau insurance tfnb your bank for life baylor scott and white southwest sports medicine and bubba's 33 So we head into the
2: second week, the area round of the high school football playoffs. And you can go to smoky.com S-M-O-A-K-Y.com, a website I started back in the summer of 20, no, excuse me, 2002. It's been unbelievably successful, but it's a message board with crazy fans, passionate fans. I mean, high energy fans. Uh, any message board can be like walking into a, a daycare. There's just like noise everywhere. Uh, But good people, passionate people. But I also have an historical section that I'm proud of. We've been building. Took a long time to enter it with a lot of schools from both East and Central Texas. But we have the Pick'em Contest on the top of the site, just to the top right side. Right, just a little bit right of middle. It's uh, the Pick'em Contest brought to you by Bubba's 33, the restaurant in Waco, thanks to Nathan Watkins. And what he does for us. Here is the winner from a week ago. Luke Snyder from Columbus. I contacted Luke. He went 22 and 7. I think two or three others did too. He was the winner for week 12. And when I sent him an email, he was so happy. I said, I know the uh, the restaurant, the certificates for the one in Waco. He goes, hey, we go up to Dallas. We'll go up to Dallas. He's from Columbus. And, um, and so he was excited. Luke Snyder was the winner last week. And I, I love what I see when I see the list of those winners. Every time, and it, sometimes you'll have two or three that went out of Tyler or one or four that went out of Waco. Or, every single city, there's no city that's been duplicated this year, which is kind of interesting. And from Randy Polk in Longview the first week to what Luke Snyder did and won last week out of Columbus. Now, a lot of games to get to. There's a... The Pick'Em Contest, not all of these games are in the Pick'Em Contest, but our great friend Jerry Forrest, pickskinprep.com. What a great website. The index that he does, the history that he has is simply amazing. Um, And here are the games, the elite games for the upcoming week, starting with Lavernia and Bernie. Remember, Bernie is uh, who played and lost to China Spring in the state championship game last year. That's one of them. That is a Pick'Em game. We always go over this now. Don't worry about the, the couple of columns on the left side, the number of teams uh, or the districts or class. The Jerry's picks on the left side. Most of the teams on the left side are favored. There's a handful on the right side. But the pick game between Laburnia and Bernie. This one I mentioned earlier, South Oak Cliff, defending champions, two-time defending champions and Melissa, uh, that game's a good one. Also, there's New Home and Sunray in a game in 2A. Beckville they put up a lot of points. Jacoby Williams is really good. Garrison is good. That's Jack Alvarez's son, Brandon, that play is a coach there. That's a height, height, height game. Longview and Reedy should be a Longview win, but uh, hey, Frisco's got so many good football teams out of that area. Full and A and M consolidated uh, in a good one. Then you have Bay City and Kilgore. Kilgore. Opening loss, we had them on. Clint Fuller last week was to Carthage, and they had a chance in that game. Carthage has not lost. Kilgore has not lost since that game. Bay City, back in the days of the old Black Cats, man, I remember when they were really good. They're good now. They're a 4A school, and that should be interesting. Hook scored those 92 points last week. Dangerfield, Chase Johnson, Arian Hampton. They've got some alphas on that team. They always do. But Hooks is a pretty heavy favorite in that game uh, with Coach Birdwell and what the Hornets do. Also, there's a couple of others. East Bernard and Polth. Graham out in West Texas against West Plains. Uh, I think West Plains, in fact, I, I mentioned earlier we had William Blaylock on. They were one of the two teams that got Estacado earlier this year. There are the Gobblers of Cuero and Hampshire Finette. Keep on going down the list. Stratford and Stanford, two old-school, really good football teams. And then... Mason, the Punchers, one of the great names in high school football in Ganado. College Station, Magnolia, Wink, and Munster. You have Lamar and Ridgepoint down in the Houston area. Panther Creek, second year in existence. They are uh, Coach Clint Surratt, not Scott Surratt. There's some kind of a bloodline, like, from years or generations ago. But uh, Panther Creek moves on uh, to play. Now, La Vega this week, Don Hyde, you know they're going to play. They're going to fight you now. I mean – in every sense of the way, other than, that, than what you think, because La Vega with that pride, the Pirates, and Don Hyde and Panther Creek will get tested by the Pirates. Also, Abilene, uh, they dropped down, man. But they're in 5A now, and they played Denton Ryan. That's a great one. Then Hawley and Panhandle. Uh, there's a game, the two games, two teams that are supposed to win this week. There's a chance that Pleasant Grove and Carthage meet next week. And that probably, if they do will be either one or both of those programs we highlight in week number 13. All right, thanks to everybody. Don't forget go online smokey.com for the Pick 'em contest. Have a chance to win a $25 gift certificate. We'll be back next week. I hope you enjoy all of the games from Thursday through Saturday. Everything cut in half again from last week, cut in half again this week, and we're uh, after this week we'll be 4 weeks away from the state championship weekend. It is a long Methodical attrition uh, journey to get to that point. But you got to win this weekend. And we hope that everybody has a great time watching their team and also watching the scores come down. Thanks to Garrett Ross, Jack McKenzie. Thanks to our great sponsors. I'm David Smoke. Enjoy the area round. This is the Smokey.com statewide high school football podcast on 365 Sports. This
1: is 365 Sports. The Smoky.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33.